Hello and welcome to Weekly Weird News, brought to you by Cutting the Bull in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben, I'm hanging out with Mike, Hello. Claire hey. and Pete. Hello. This is our weekly show where we go out on the net during the course of the week. We find the weirdest or most controversial or saddest or sometimes even something to brighten our otherwise dull existence with a slice of happiness pie. It's called Weird News. Let's do it. Joe Rogan calls the fact in a country filled with paedophiles and stolen uh, art. <laughs> spot on. <laughs> a lot of people disagree with Joe. I'm not in this scenario. Joe Rogan has gone viral again. Although this time it has nothing to do with shooting homeless people and everything to do with his perspective on the Vatican. During a recent episode of his now infamous podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, which I still maintain is a damn good show. If they have someone good on there. What's this about shooting the homeless? That's what I was about to I don't ask know. if we could back up on. <laughs> I don't, to be fair, I'm not aware of that one. That one was a slip me I'm by the last. He's obviously said to shoot the homeless. The last controversy thing he had on was the COVID thing, wasn't it? What was that? He said that. Ivermectin, wasn't it? The, the drug for COVID. He's probably said it in jest, like, oh yeah, let's just shoot the homeless. And then. Take yeah. out of context. Yeah. Yeah, because everyone was gunning for it at one point. And anything he did, and some people went back through his entire back catalogue listing for stuff that he'd said was a bit iffy. It's like we're on a podcast, we all say stuff that's a little bit iffy at times. Sometimes it's in jest and it gets taken out of contest. Oh, yeah. There's plenty on ours. Most of the time it's in jest. Most of the time it's me. I mean, obviously, Mike's a racist. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mike, you're not a racist. I apologise. <laughs> UFC, so Joe Rogan said, he's branded the country, uh, Vatican, a country filled with paedophiles and stolen art. Speaking to guests Francis Foster and Constantine Kizine, Rogan questioned why some global scandals receive more attention than others. To quote him, he said, even the outrage about things you should be outraged about, like Jeffrey Epstein, that outrage is balanced, right? Sort of, right, he asked. But what about the Catholic Church? Rogan continued to explain his bewilderment upon learning that the Vatican is classed as a country. The area was designated a sovereign state in 1929 after the signing of the Lateran Treaty, granting the Pope legislative power. Check out our uh, Seekers of the Vatican episode. Yeah. By Rogan's own explanation, as a country filled with paedophiles and stolen art. It's like a small, like a hundred, hundred acres, and it's a hundred. It's a country inside of a city filled with paedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> Kizian then pointed out that Rogan could be sued for libel if he'd made the comments in the UK and would have to prove that the Vatican was in fact filled with paedophiles. Kind of is though, isn't it? Wouldn't be that Allegedly. Wouldn't be that hard, yeah. You can't go through that. Just start pointing. You go, there's what? There's what? Joe Rogan literally replied with, quote, you can't kind of prove that. The Vatican defrocked. 848 priests between 2004 and 2014 for raping or molesting children and a further 2,572 priests were sanctioned with lesser penalties. Hold on, hold on right. So we're talking nearly 3,500 now. Nearly 1,000 of them were actually done for rape. Yeah, or molestation. And the others, I just had it covered up and shifted on to the next parish. That's fucking disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, you know, here's a warning, here's a record of conversation, as we call it at work, if you commit something a minor infringement, here's a record of conversation, it's not a warning, we'll just move you on to the next parish. Yeah. 848, shit. And that's just in 10 now, years. Now if that was happening, at, like, you know, 
the head teachers of schools across the country, there'd be like a formal fucking inquiry into that shit, wouldn't there? Cousine said, I hope it's not true upon learning the age of consent in Vatican City used to be 12. Yeah, it did, yeah. Rogan replied, oh my God, it is true. The Vatican City's equal age of consent being raised from 12 to 18 following the announcement of an overall Catholic Church criminal code by Pope Francis. They raised it to 18, it was 12. Mm. Yeah, we should be looking at this, and in all fairness, Rogan is absolutely right. We should be absolutely outraged about this because... These are supposed to be the good guys, aren't they? Look how many billions of people across the world look up to him. You know, at the end of the day, these are the good guys. That The the Pope sat there on his his gold fucking chair with golden candlesticks and a golden Jesus behind him. He's God's right-hand man on earth. And they're abusing children. Well, not all of them. Some, a lot of them. Do you think the Pope's been abused? I think a lot of Catholic priests have been looking abused. At, looking at his face, I'd say he was abused. <laughs> God, I hope I've never brought a sign to you that you never come a job as a therapist, Pete. <laughs> oh, you sit down and you're like, oh, are you? Oh, okay. You look like you've been abused. <laughs> you just see it in their eyes. It's like that, the dead eyes almost. Like, almost the soul's not there anymore. They've had to learn to like project their soul elsewhere. So. They're, not, they're not the aliens and brain dead, Pete. <laughs> You'll find that most people who are abusers were abused, unfortunately. It's a sad cycle. It is a sad cycle, you're absolutely right. So they've, they've raised the age, but then they, you know, it's still. You're not tackling the rape issue? You know. Well, it'll stop them doing it now because you got to be eighteen yeah, to have sex now. So it's like, oh, I can't, be, I can't rape this little twelve-year-old. Yeah, anymore. but they can still be rapey to people that are eighteen. Well, yeah, obviously. Mm. Well, the thing is, it doesn't really matter because it was the age, the age of consent was twelve, but where you aren't supposed to be fucking choir boys. When was that changed? It wasn't that long ago. And this is just this is in Vatican City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pope Francis hasn't been in that long, has he? Five years, maybe. And you can hear a lorry reversing in the background or a van. Window is open. It is when was the age ranged for sexual consent in Vatican City? Well, he's got his new phone. He's like, I don't have to type anymore. <laughs> no, nothing. He didn't answer the question yeah. I was asking it. Oh, well, hold on. 2013. Anyway, we should all be absolutely bloody outraged about it. Yeah. Yep. Moving on. Yep. There you go, Mike, I found this for you. Sickening mystery of fishermen who found barrels filled with 248 human fetuses in forests. Jesus Christ. Fishermen had gone fishing and wanted to get some wood for his fire when he stumbled across four water containers and was horrified what was found inside. God, think you're going to come across like some barrels of muddy or open it up? Babies of what? Human, Human babies. babies. Human babies. Yep. 278 baby fetuses were discovered inside dump barrels in Russia. The fishermen alerted the authorities and officials and said the remains were biomedical waste from at least three hospitals in the Urals region where they were discovered. Jesus. According to the police, they preserved in formaldehyde in four plastic barrels with tags listing surnames and numbers. The discovery was made in a woodland about 45 miles at 70 kilometres north of the city of Yekaterinburg on July 24th, 2012. This has lasted a decade now, this investigation. They've, a... just, they've just basically announced wow. that that's what it is. 
The health authorities said responsibility lies with the organisation charged with the disposal of medical waste in the city's hospitals. That's some nasty fly tipping, that is. Oh, Just a bit. It's horrific, isn't it? Maybe someone with this weird moral compass has gone, oh, I can't burn loads of dead babies. Oh, I'll just dump them in the forest instead. There's, there's a couple of other options. Drivers don't usually know what they're carrying. No. So he's thought, oh, I've got to get these four barrels on. Fuck, Fuck it. it, I'll throw it down in the woods. No one will know. I can go home for early for the day. <laughs> That's terrible. Hey, everyone takes shortcuts at work. He picked up from a hospital. Four, yeah. four different hospitals, it said, didn't it? Well, yeah, but it's like, oh, yeah, because it could be all, he could have made four stops and they're going, ah, fuck it. He did it's, say it was all labelled. They could have fast. fell off. Yeah. There's another possibility. Mm. They could have fell off the wagon. This is Russia, the driver's probably drunk. He's probably fallen <laughs> off the wagon himself. <laughs> yeah, he's probably fallen off the wagon himself. Huh. You know, my vodka breakfast. Lots of things can happen. If someone has just dumped them there, then I, like you say, Claire, that is the worst case of fly tipping you'll ever hear about. Yeah. Ten years on, the shocking incident remains a mystery. It is not known whether any charges were brought against those responsible. Surely with the surnames and that, they'll be able to find out. Yeah. Who was working at the hospital, who was in charge of it at that time. Who did the pick-up. Yeah. yeah. No one ever gets accountability these days, do they? I'd imagine that the Russian paper trail isn't that good on these kind of things either. Not great at stuff, are they, the Russians? You never know what they're being used for either, do you? Why would you be keeping them as like, a hospital anyway? It could just be like a case of they're, they're stillborn babies or... You'd think that they would get incinerated. <laughs> Should have an incinerator at the hospital, yeah. surely. Yeah. That's usually what happens, isn't it? Yeah, because abortion... Or maybe... Isn't a thing, really, in uh, Russia, is it? Like, because they they believe, like, to have more children, the better kind of thing. That so you wouldn't have thought abortion would be a massive thing, would you? I, I honestly don't know. To be fair, I, I, don't, I don't know where the Orthodox Church stands on abortion. Most of them are Orthodox. They, they pay them, they? don't they, for having children? Could have been miscarriages, couldn't it? Could have been. Could have been stillborn, stillbirths. Mm. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. Could have been abortions. Who knows? But either way, surely they'd be incinerated on site. So maybe someone's fucking nicked them. I don't know. I reckon they're on their way to the Pepsi factory. <laughs> The Russians do love their Pepsi. Yeah. This is the secret ingredient, yeah. baby fetuses. According, according to conspiracy theory. <laughs> but they were going Seriously? to Pfizer and they were going in the, you know, the injection. <laughs> That's a tracking chips. Is it? Yeah. Oh, crikey. Moving on then. Yeah. 99-year-old grandma's dying wish was to have a giant penis on her uh, grave. Why not? Why the fuck not? Quality. So, Katarina Orduna Perez, uh, 99, better known as Donna Cata by her community, took an alternative approach to planning her farewell. She skipped over the flower arrangements and the touching sentiments and instead opted for a statue that resembled a five and a half foot tall penis and the balls weighing nearly 600 pounds. <laughs> her grandson, Alvario Mota Limon, Unveiled the hefty figure over the weekend. Oh, he's, he's, the grandson's there and he's like, I've got to unveil Granny's cock. There's going to be a picture of this, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, there That's is. There right. is. Yeah. He told Vice she was very avant-garde, very forward-thinking about things. She always said it in the Mexican scent that uh, we were all, what? Vegas. I don't know what that is, to be fair. Cocks, probably. <laughs> Cocks, yeah. <laughs> Penises. Oh, here it goes on to say that the Vegas 
can mean many things depending on the context. It can be a savage insult or on the flip side a heartfelt compliment. It's also commonly translate to cocks. There well we go. Done. Yeah, happy days. <laughs> her grandson explained that Donna called the family members Vargas with integrity, courage and passion and at the same time love and joy. Oh, my little cock. So basically, she <laughs> yes. Yeah, so she called everyone a dick and says, well, yeah. stick me one of them on the gravestone. I, I, think she, I also think that she just loved the dick. Here's Granny. There's a picture here sitting, you know... You That's what she's in a wheelchair, she loved the dick that Jesus. much. <laughs> Destroyed her pelvis. <laughs> well, to, to transport this cock to site, you'd have to put it in a wheelchair. Or you would, it's fucking huge. <laughs> I wonder who the first woman to try and actually ride it. Some someone will fall in love with it. Some porn star or something. No, nah, someone will fall in love with it. <laughs> it's, and they'll just rub up against it or something. You'd probably be a man. And there's that woman who, who was in love with the plane. The one who's in love with the Eiffel Tower, the one who's over the fence, blokes who love their cars, sort of fall in love with it. <laughs> when she first brought it up, he thought it was a joke, and then she told me that that was her desire, so no one would forget her, and we loved everything about her. Ah, I think it's cracking. That's a feel-good like story right there. There we go. It's a feel-good story with a dick. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Oh, is this good news? We don't know. Wild bison returned to the UK for the first time in thousands of years. Yeah, I don't know if that's, a, didn't believe me. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. I still stood on the fence of that one. Sure, a few months ago I mentioned that they were thinking about it. Where are they? In Scotland, not In Kent. 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 The gentle giants released in Kent. Garden of England. Should transform a commercial pine forest into a vibrant natural woodland. Early on Monday morning... Three gentle giants wandered out of a corral in the Kent countryside to become the first wild bison to roam in Britain for thousands of years. The aim is to the animal's natural behaviour to transform a dense commercial pine forest into a vibrant natural woodland. Their taste for bark will kill some trees and their bulk will open up trails letting light spill onto the forest floor, while their love of rolling around in dust baths will create more open ground. And all of this should allow new plants, insects, lizards, birds and bats to thrive. The Wilder Beam Project near Canterbury is an experiment to see how well the bison can act as natural ecosystem engineers and restore wildlife. And the UK is one of the most nature-depleted countries in the world. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, bring on the bison! But not M. Bison. They were thinking of doing a similar thing with mammoths. Like they were gonna, they were gonna bring back yeah. the woolly mammoth by adding a gene to elephants, the African elephant or the I think it was the African or the Indian. I think the African ones are bigger, aren't they? I think it was the African elephant, and then letting them loose out on like it's like a swampland because they turn it into because of the way it's all land and that. Yeah, yeah, they transform the land. So I'm assuming this is basically the same thing, but they've actually done it. Mm, when you started Quite reading cool. this, I started thinking next week on Weird News, somebody <laughs> spiked through the chest by a bison. <laughs> so was I. <laughs> European bison are the continent's largest land animal. Bulls can weigh a ton and were extinct in the Their bars. balls can weigh a ton? <laughs> yeah. mm. Oh, bulls can bulls. weigh a ton. <laughs> <laughs> but they are recovering through reintroduction projects across Europe. 
To quote Evan Bowen Jones, who's CEO of Kent Wildlife Trust, the restoration of naturally functioning ecosystems is a vital and inexpensive tool in tackling the climate crisis. We want Wilder Bleen to mark the beginning of a new era for conservation in the UK, and we need to revolutionise the way we restore natural landscapes, relying less on human intervention and more on natural engineers like bison, boar and beaver. Like a oh beaver. Who doesn't love a beaver? <laughs> I nearly had a beaver story tonight, actually. The giant beaver had started roaming into a town and just going to the pub and shit. <laughs> Paul Whitfield, Director General of Wildwood Trust, said, Not only this, but we're giving people in the UK for the first time in over a thousand years the chance to experience bison in the wild. Oh, and presumably get gored by them. <laughs> that was my ad-lib. It's a really powerful emotion, a visceral experience to see something we've lost in this country. Well, where's it end? Are we bring about wolves as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a bad idea. Wolves um, are about in Scotland, aren't they? Yeah. I'm sure they're going to be adding more than three. Oh yeah, that's, this is like an experiment, isn't it? Yeah, they're going to be joined by a young bull from Germany in mid-August. Ah, there you go. Oh, so that, that'll make some... Brexit held it back. Bloody <laughs> hell! That'll make some babies. You know that animals have to have a passport now to come to the UK. Yeah, yeah. To make sure they're not infected or anything. How would you get a fucking bison into a photo booth? Uh, <laughs> now no smiling. Uh, <laughs> How would you get to pull the face and everything? You know, it's, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bison, they're back. Cool. But not M. Bison from Street Fighter 2. He's not back, he's dead. <laughs> it's dark on many levels because he is actually dead. I know, you know what? <laughs> you, you know, I might pick Street Fighter as a movie pick oh, one day. Yeah. I don't mind that. No, it's terrible. got Kylie Minogue in it. Oh, yeah. I like watching Kylie Minogue in that film. I just love John Claude Van Damme's absolutely atrocious accent in that movie. <laughs> and the fact that he was off his tits on coke for all of it. <laughs> I'm surprised. It, it adds awful. to the quality of the movie. <laughs> awful. Because Van Damme kind of forgets to speak English in some parts. The way he delivers his lines is terrible. <laughs> I'd rather watch Street Fighter in the later years. <laughs> <laughs> what was Zangoff's mopping a, an arcade in his pants? <laughs> <laughs> that one. Yeah. I just want to watch Kylie Minogue. Street Fighter, we movie pick one day. Well, there you go. Then. Good news, bison are back. Yep. Man wakes up after night on sleeper train to find it never left Glasgow. All right. <laughs> A passenger on an overnight rail service from Scotland to London said he was left speechless after waking to find the train had not even left Glasgow where he boarded. <laughs> <laughs> In 15 years of using this train, and through many bizarre twists and turns, this has to be the strangest yet, he tweeted. Wake up, and the train never left Glasgow. It was just sat there all night, and now we have been thrown off at 5.30am in the wrong city. (laughs) (laughs) The sleeper service train runs two routes connecting London with Edinburgh, Glasgow, Inverness, Aberdeen and Fort William, and is one of only two sleeper operators remaining in the UK. Because why wouldn't you just fly? It's a fraction of the time. Some people don't like flying, do they? We'll drive then. <laughs> oh, he wants to have a bit of sleep. Yeah, but it's, it's not overnight from London to Glasgow to drive in this country. Is it? It's yeah. not overnight. It's about six hours, seven six hours. Six hours, seven hours, yeah. They let people go on board 
fell asleep and then woke up at 5.30 in the morning told me to get off. <laughs> Wouldn't you notice the trick? I mean, you must be... First of all, right, this story, this guy baffles me in many ways because he just got on there and just went straight to sleep. He got on there, went straight to sleep. Surely there's motion on trains. <laughs> yeah. Surely you'd notice that in your sleep. Surely you wouldn't have a great sleep on a train. You'd wake up at some point. Everyone wakes up during the night. Did he not wake up at all during the night and go, this, oh, this train just train must have stopped. Oh well. And go out or looked out the window or something. I don't know. I mean he's bad he's like, did you not notice the train hadn't moved? It is a it is a head blagger this one, really. It's like, come on mate. I don't know, Seriously. if I fall asleep I don't hear plugs and I don't hear a thing. You don't hear sometimes. You mm. wouldn't wake me up. I think I don't know if I can sleep on a train. I can barely sleep on a plane. I don't know if I can sleep on a train. It's a sleeper service. You could have a bed, aren't you? Yeah, you've got a bed. and I mean, you'd notice, though, wouldn't you, if the train was moving or not? I mean, I always wake up during the night at least a couple of times. That's your age. Not to go for a piss. I just wake up. I'm not a great sleeper sometimes. Sometimes I get up at, like, two in the morning and just be laying there and, oh, you know, I'm off a fag. <laughs> it's good instead. I take my book with me, go and sit there, sit in the... Go and smoke and read the fucking book and then go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, I'm a weird guy. Mm -hmm. but I, but I, I could, I, I'd notice if it wasn't moving. I wouldn't sleep through, is what I'm saying. This guy wants to be a fucking, like, out like a light. Well, it wasn't just him, it was other people. Yeah. I just can't believe none of them didn't notice the train wasn't fucking moving. Because <laughs> they're all knackered, they're getting on the train late and they're just like, oh, straight asleep and then wake up in the same place. What time did you get on the train? Doesn't say what time he got on. Oh well, right. Late back. in the evening, there was a fault identified in the line. They let them sleep through till five thirty in the morning. <laughs> so, nice. Well, okay. It baffles me, but all right. Yeah, but it's not cool. They let them. Oh, that we will let you sleep till five thirty. They kick you off the fucking train at the crack of dawn. Yeah. Nice one. Early <laughs> enough that they can still crack on and do what they gotta do. Late enough that. There's things open at that time in the morning when you're kicking them off the train, I guess. Maybe that's why. If they kicked them off at three o'clock in the morning, everything's closed. That was like loads of stranded people kind of thing. So yeah, you probably find like the cafe on the station or something opens at half five or... I don't know. First train up to where they were going. Yeah, maybe, yeah. It's Could have been at six, six or something. Yeah, either way, it still fucking baffles me. All them people just didn't know the train and moved. You're telling me that one person didn't get up to go for a piss. Nah, it's funny, yeah. <laughs> you go, oh, looks like Glasgow. <laughs> I can still smell piss. It's still in Glasgow. It's <laughs> also piss, book fast and hopelessness. And B.O. <laughs> piss, book fast and B.O. Yeah, still in Glasgow. Only kidding, Glaswegians. I spent a while there in the Navy. I'm just joking. In the Navy. Lovely place. So, to finish off, not quite sure whether this is a good news story or whether it's a scary story, but a Trojan horse, nanoparticles, kill cancer cells without drugs. Mm. So, scientists have created a Trojan horse that sneaks anti-cancer nanoparticles into cancer cells and causes them to self-destruct without any drugs. The research is still in early days but the new method is already proved to be remarkably effective at killing cancer cells in a peach dish 
and reducing tumour growth in mice. Well, that's impressive. Yep. Researchers at the Nyang Technology University, Singapore, developed the Trojan horse by lacing an anti-cancer nanoparticle with specific amino acid known as l fen L-phenylalanine, which cancer cells rarely rely, rely to grow, Can which cancer cells rely on to grow. The cancer cells seek to absorb the amino acid, unknowingly letting the anti-cancer nanoparticle and causing them to self-destruct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, so this isn't even, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's not even AI. So I'm okay with it. Unless you're going to get it. What was it, Claire? What do you want? I'd have an AII. AII? If you had like, you know, cataracts or something, you'd need AI, wouldn't you? So basically, stab your eye out with a fork and replace it with a metal one. No, no, you just do it surgically, Pete. You haven't got to literally just stab your eye out with a fork oh, and right. go, give me, a, give me an AII. AII. It's just what, what comes to mind when I think of losing an eye is like someone stabs it out with a fork. No, people lose eyes for all different reasons and they have them surgically. Okay, fair enough then. It's <laughs> <laughs> a rough neighbourhood where you grew up, wasn't it? <laughs> Lots of one-eyed people. <laughs> the nanoparticle is known as Nano P Ram, an ultra-small particle with a diameter of 30 nanometers that has excellent intrinsic anti-cancer and cancer-selective properties. According to the paper, once inside the cell, the cancer cell, nanopram stimulates excessive reactive oxygen species, ROS. <laughs> what the? I hate these fucking. You give me these to slip me up, don't you? I, I don't do it, this is me. This is right. Claire. So, nanopram stimulates excessive reactive oxygen spe Spe species, species production causing cancer cells to perish while remaining harmless to the healthy cells. They're like assassin cells, aren't they? Yeah. So they go in there like... So you're injecting you with like a load of micro James Bonds? Well, yeah. We've already got T cells in our body. When I was doing it at uni, I, I used to tell myself they were called Terminator cells. Cause mm. They can go in. The T100. They are the T100. They go in, if you've got a cold, your T cells surround it and sort of envelop it and then like chuck it out the other end if you know what I mean but it's harmless that's what's happening as you through your immune system mm. isn't it so this is acting in the same sort of way isn't it yep do you think they inject it into the cancerous sort of like you know say you have I a guess lump, so yeah you know inject it into it well if you think about it they could just put it if it's on your lungs it'd be a case of opening you up still but injecting that into the tumour or the cells around it mm. clothing you back up again wouldn't it yeah but making it small enough hole to get the needle through or however they do it yeah well, it kills 80 percent of breast skin and gastric cancer cells a rate comparable to some cancer drugs but obviously other side effects yeah that's pretty cool man. yeah there you go that's, well, that's the shit we need to do isn't it yeah here's yeah. the only problem i've got with it though mm. if it's a cure for drugs a cure for cancer without drugs it's never going to get yeah because they've still got to produce these nanoparticles yeah but do you think pharmaceuticals will do that yeah of course that's what they're doing isn't it okay 
Yeah. It was AI that worried me because I'd be pumping little robots into our body. But yeah, this is cool. This is great. This is this is what we need to be at. So you've been more worried about putting AI into your body. Apart from an AI, AI, than cancer itself. I'd rather have that than cancer. Yeah. That's it. That's the I'd rather have pretty much anything than cancer, in all fairness. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can call that there. I've been Ben. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Facebook at Cut of the Bull in the Post Truth Apocalypse, YouTube at Apocalypse Bull, and we're on SoundCloud and pretty much every other podcasting platform as Cut of the Bull in the PTA. I'm going to say that the Vatican probably is full of paedophiles, allegedly. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire, up with the phallic tombstones. And I've been Pete, big up for the nanoparticles. Indubitably. 